Can your gut health affect your weight? Yep. Listen, if you have trouble losing weight or have experienced unexplained weight gain, the answer just might lie in your gut. Welcome to Rev Your Metabolism with Alicia Murphy. I'm Alicia, your host, creator of Stress Monkey Fitness, the Rev Method, and your go-to health coach for being super fit and unstoppable after 40. With 15 years of rocking the fitness and nutrition industry, plus overseeing the wellness program for a major shoe company, I'm here to share my knowledge with you. Are you ready to join me on an exciting journey to restore your metabolism, boost your health, and turn back the aging clock? On this podcast, we'll unlock the secrets to boundless energy, burning more fat naturally, and feeling confident in your own skin. Get ready to soak up simple yet powerful strategies that will transform your health and fitness game. These tips will be a game changer, so hang on to your hats and glasses. And do not forget to hit that follow button so you won't miss any of our amazing tips and tricks. All right, let's rev it up. Hello there, Rever. It's your girl, Alicia. I'm feeling so much better this week. You could probably still hear that I'm a little bit congested. It's like, it's like the sickness that will never go away. I mean, I've had this thing for like three, three, four weeks now. Anyways, I'm glad you're here. Uh, are you ready to uncover one of the major secrets of reaching your weight loss and health goals? Yeah, me too. In this episode of the Rev Your Metabolism podcast, we're diving deep into the world of gut health. And I got to tell you, it's some pretty fascinating stuff. I'm going to demystify. What what do we mean when we say gut health? We're going to talk about that. And I'm also going to talk about the powerful connection between your gut health and weight gain. But don't worry, I'm not going to leave you hanging. I've got some tips on how you can boost your gut health, including what you really need to know about leaky gut. It's a humdinger. All right, so go grab your walking shoesies. Let's walk and talk about gut health and its impact on your weight loss journey. You know, and also on your health journey too. But let's get started and learn how to trust your gut. (laughs) Okay, so here we go. Talking about gut health and and why should you care? All right. Well, first let's talk about, so what do we mean when we say the word gut? And I know it sounds like, I think people are getting used to it, but back in the day, I remember I did a, uh, a presentation for USC about gut health. And my point of contact there was like, can we call it something besides gut? gut health. And I'm like, well, that's really what it's called, unless you want to get really sciencey. Um, and we're going to talk about what the more scientific terms are. But I think nowadays you hear the word gut health a lot more. 
But when we say the word gut, what are we referring to? So gut means your digestive system. And what do we mean when we say gut health? Well, we're talking about the health of our digestive system. And specifically, we're talking about the bacteria in our gut, which is also sometimes referred to as gut flora or the microbiome. So gut health, meaning we're talking about the bacteria in your digestive system. It's sometimes called gut flora or the microbiome. And I, I really want to get this party started with a fact or fiction. Yeah, I didn't even do fact or fiction last week because I still was feeling so bad. I was like, I don't, I don't even have a fact or fiction in, in, in me right now. But here we go. Fact or fiction. Our bodies are more bacteria than humans. Whoa, is that fact or fiction? Our bodies are more bacteria than human. That's a fact. Check this out. Your gut hosts between 500 to 2,000 species of microorganisms. Our bodies have 10 times more microbes than human cells. Does that blow your mind? Kind of crazy, huh? All right, and then check this out. This is, this is why gut health is so critically important. 60 to 80% of our immune system is located in our gut. 60 to 80% of our immune system is located in the gut. More than 40 diseases have been linked to bacterial imbalance <clears throat> And those include depression, arthritis, IBS, cancer. And I'm going to mention this now, but we're going to dig in deeper later. Autoimmune diseases, which I have. Type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune disease, right? It's different than type 2 diabetes. And when I first got diagnosed with type 1, I learned that if you have an autoimmune disease, you most likely have leaky gut. And that's also something that I'm going to be talking about today. So don't you worry. We're going to talk about it. One more thing I want to tell you. Gut bacteria create 95% of the body's serotonin. And in case you didn't know, serotonin plays a role in mood, emotions, appetite, and digestion. So... Let me make sure you caught what I was just saying. Our gut health can affect our immunity, our mood, and our metabolism. Oof. Yeah, that's why this is a big, a big one, my friend. So your gut holds trillions of bacteria that help you to process food, produce nutrients, and fight disease. The food we eat feeds our quote-unquote gut garden, for better or for worse. So 
you know, just think you have these like little Pac-Men, you know, the game Pac-Man. And they're good. They're good guys, right? So we got to make sure that we realize when we're talking about bacteria in our body that there's good bacteria and bad bacteria. The goal is to have mostly good bacteria in your gut. So it's helpful to imagine your gut as a parking lot. Okay, so think of a parking lot and you know that it's got the painted parking spaces, right? Well, there's only so many parking spaces in this parking lot. And we want the good bacteria to take up those parking spaces and crowd out the bad bacteria. So there's not parking left for them. Yeah? Scientists have found, this is, this is going to probably blow your mind a little bit. Scientists have found an entire system of brain neurotransmitters lying in our digestive system. That's pretty nutty, right? It's called the enteric nervous system or ENS. So the ENS has been given the nickname second brain by some in the medical community. And let's do another factor fiction. All right, factor fiction. Some studies are showing that there is no link between gut health and mood or mood disorders. That is a big old fiction. I mean, because I just told you that there's brain neurotransmitters being found in our digestive system, right? So that means there is a connection between our gut and our brain. So let me tell you what that, that statement should have said. Some studies are showing the possible link between gut health and mood and mood disorders. So one thing I do want to mention here too, because um, I don't think I have this in my notes, this is another thing you have to realize. So you've got that bacteria in, in your digestive system, right, in your gut. The bad bacteria, they thrive on things like sugar. And since there's that gut-brain connection, that bad bacteria can actually send, signal those transmitters in your gut to send messages to your brain to feed them more sugar. Pretty wild. Okay, so while scientists are still working to understand exactly how large of a role your gut plays in overall health, experts know that gut health can affect your immune system and your metabolic systems. So let's shift gears here. So now that's just kind of a, a gut health 101, a quick overview. But what I want to talk about now is... Can your gut health affect your weight? Yep, it sure can. So listen, if you're having trouble losing weight or maybe you have experienced unexplained weight gain, the answer could lie within your gut health. And I'm going to explain why this could be. So the bacteria in your gut follows the diet, not the other way around. Does that make sense? Basically, you know, that, that saying, you are what you eat. But 
the bacteria that makes up the health of your gut, it comes from the food you're eating. So the food you eat greatly determines the type and variety of bacteria in your gut. And that's what we want. Not only do we want good bacteria, but we want a variety of good bacteria because they all have different jobs. And remember a little something called insulin resistance? I mean, I've talked about it. If you're new to this podcast, if you go back, there's a whole episode talking about insulin resistance. So we're all aiming to be insulin sensitive, right? That's that's the opposite of insulin resistance. And your gut bacteria has a huge effect on your insulin sensitivity, which controls the way your body responds to carbohydrates. Specifically, how likely it is to turn carbs into fat. Essentially, increasing your insulin sensitivity makes it easier for your body to use carbs and burn fat. So here's a quote by Brad Pylon, who is a nutrition researcher. When you don't have enough kinds of bacteria in your gut, it can contribute to a lot of issues with your health. And there's a real correlation between low gut diversity and obesity. All right, so pay close attention to this next part. If you're out there walking and you're looking at the scenery, make sure you listen to this part. When your gut is unable to absorb or create nutrients due to damage or bacterial imbalance, this leads to a slow and malfunctioning metabolic system. That's not good. (laughs) And then Dr. Robin Chutkin, um, I hope I say her name right. I read her name all the time, but I've never heard it pronounced out loud. Her last name is spelled C-H-U-T-K-A-N. She's a gastroenterologist, a microbiome, microbiome expert, and an author. And this is a quote by her. Leanness or obesity can be predicted with 99% accuracy just by looking at the gut bacteria. I told you, mind-blowing stuff. And I'm going to talk about her again um, in just a little bit here. But this is the takeaway. Researchers found that the gut microbiome, the bacteria that help digest food and absorb nutrients in the intestines, can influence your ability to lose weight and your insulin sensitivity. So this is the point I'm trying to make here is if if you feel like you've tried everything and you've been focusing on, you know, like counting calories, measuring food, maybe give this a try. Focus on improving your gut health. And I'm going to get to how, how some ways you can do that. And I'm keeping it real simple today. This is a huge topic, but I'm just trying to kind of introduce you to this in case you didn't really understand what it was, explain how it could cause weight gain. And now I want to talk about leaky gut and why it's a big deal. And then I'm going to give you a couple of ideas of how you can start to improve your gut health. All right, so 
when it comes to the gut, it's all about balance. When your gut is in tip-top shape, we want to see about 80 to 85% of the bacteria are the good guys. And then 15 to 20% are the bad guys. If this happens, you feel great, your body is strong and nimble, you rarely get sick, your energy is consistent, life is good. <laughs> and when your gut is in tip-top shape, the healthy bacteria are free to do their job with ease, right? Because they don't have to sit there and fight those bad guys, the bad bacteria. The healthy bacteria assist with digestion, produce disease-fighting anti antibodies, crowd out the bad bacteria, and produce certain hormones, vitamins, and nutrients. But when the harmful bacteria stage a revolt, all hell breaks loose. They totally gum up the works, cause painful problems like inflammation and infection, which can then lead to health issues like candida, allergies, arthritis, headaches, depression, autoimmune disease, and more. So what exactly is leaky gut? I know it sounds horrible, and guess what? It, it kind of is. So this is the thing you need to understand. The lining of the gut is naturally porous, right? Imagine like, like what a sponge looks like. And it needs to be in order for very small molecules to get through so that it, your gut can absorb vital nutrients, right? So it's got to be porous so these vital nutrients can get through. But in those sensitive to certain foods, the foods can actually break apart these tight junctions in the intestinal lining. So again, imagine that sponge that we were talking about. And imagine that you have, um, you know, a food sensitivity to soy, let's say. Well, that soy can actually cause the surface of that sponge to have these little holes going through all of a sudden, right? And there's, there's other factors besides um, just food sensitivities, by the way. Things like infections, toxins, and get ready for this, chronic stress. Age, age can also play a role. And it can cause these tight junctions to break apart. So I just want to make sure that you're understanding what I'm saying. The lining of the intestinal lining is porous on purpose so that these vital nutrients can get through. But things like food intolerances, infections, toxins, chronic stress can actually cause that lining of your intestines to have holes. This is not a good thing. Why? Because once these tight junctions get broken apart, now you have quote-unquote leaky gut. When your gut is leaky, things like toxins, microbes, undigested food particles, and more can escape from your intestine, and then it will travel through your body via the bloodstream. You with me so far? 
here's the problem. This is where this gets bad. Your immune system now, because you've got these, like I said, things like food particles, toxins, microbes, now they're floating around your body. Your immune system marks these as foreign, sorry, let me say that again. Your immune system marks these foreign invaders as pathogens and attacks them. Yeah. So here's some causes of, of gut dysfunction. Okay, so leaky gut obviously is one of them. Imbalance in the bacteria, meaning the harmful bacteria outweighs the helpful, healthy bacteria. A food intolerance. So if you have an intolerance to gluten or soy or dairy. And by the way, a lot of people have a soy intol intolerance. I just want to throw that out there. Um, overuse of certain medications like NSAIDs, antibiotics, antacids. Um, diets low in fiber. That can cause gut dysfunction. Chronic stress, like I just mentioned. Poor diets can cause gut dysfunction. So diets that are high in sugar, refined carbohydrates, and overly processed. And now let's get back to talking about leaky gut and the autoimmune disease. And again, I wish I had known this a long, long time ago. Your immune system has a very sophisticated system for keeping you safe that leads it to identify all the foreign substances that enter your body or you come into contact to, with. If your immune system deems anything dangerous, it will produce antibodies to ward off these harmful intruders. Autoimmune diseases are born when your body is working hard to defend itself against something potentially dangerous, such as an allergen, a toxin, or even a food. And it fails to differentiate between the intruder and parts of your own body. So again, I have type 1 diabetes. It's an autoimmune disease. So my body is attacking my pancreas. So my pancreas no longer makes insulin. Other autoimmune diseases, like Hashimoto's, that's attacking the thyroid. MS is attacking the brain. So all these different autoimmune diseases, what's happening is they're attacking a part of the body because they think that there is a foreign invader in that area. So you can see how this whole leaky gut thing can lead to not only, you know, we talked about the link between your gut health and weight gain, but if you have leaky gut, that can lead to some serious health issues. So really quick, and then we're going to talk about the good news. Let's talk about signs and symptoms of leaky gut, okay? Digestive issues, so gas, bloating, diarrhea, weight loss can be a sign of leaky gut because your body's not absorbing nutrients. Um, fat malabsorption, another sign can be seasonal allergies or asthma, um, hormonal imbalances, PMS, PCOS, a diagnosis of an autoimmune disease. I really want to highlight that because there's so many different autoimmune diseases out there. And if you've been diagnosed with an autoimmune um, or, you know, recently or in the past, start to really pay attention to your gut health. Um, diagnosis of chronic fatigue syndrome or fibromyalgia. 
mood imbalances, anxiety, depression, ADD, ADHD, um, skin issues like acne, rosacea, eczema. Listen, I've had eczema my whole life. And whenever I have a flare-up, I know I'm having some type of inflammation. All right, we just had somebody come to the door and my dog went nuts. So getting back to what I was saying, um, I have had eczema since I was a kid and I know when I have a flare-up that it um, means I have some inflammation going on. So I always try to make sure I'm giving my, my gut health some extra love. Um, things like SIBO or candida overgrowth. And again, excess weight, right? You're, you're all of a sudden gaining weight or you can't lose weight. Nutrient deficiency, brain fog, osteoporosis, frequent colds, joint pain, muscle pain. So the, I'm not saying if you have these things, you for sure have leaky gut, but they could be signs and symptoms of leaky gut. Right? So we, we want to make sure that we are doing things to help improve that leaky gut. And guess what? You're like, well, can you tell me? Yeah. I'm going to tell you now how to boost your gut health. All right. So let's talk about what you can do to improve your gut health. But the first thing you need to understand, and this is super simple, let's talk about probiotics and prebiotics. Because I know a lot of people get a little bit confused between the difference in the two. All right, so simply put, a probiotic, it's foods that contain live microorganisms intended to maintain or improve the good bacteria in the body. All right? Now, and I think what I'm going to do out of this is make this into a fact or fiction. Yep, back to fiction. Here we go. Okay. Prebiotics are foods, typically high fiber foods, that act as food for the microbiome. Food for the gut. Is that fact or fiction? Mm hmm. Yep, that's a fact. So, so let me make it even more simple. So, the probiotics are the foods that have these live microorganisms in them. So an example is going to be Greek yogurt, right? It's got probiotics in it. So the probiotics have these live microorganisms in them. And then when you eat it, it's going to help to maintain or improve the good bacteria in the body. So think of prebiotics as what the good bacteria eats, okay? Does that make sense? And it's usually going to be high-fiber foods. So prebiotics basically is the food that feeds that healthy gut bacteria, okay? Now, let's talk again about Dr. Robin Chutkin. She's seen amazing results in her patients that follow these guidelines, and this is in regards to diet, okay? No refined sugar. No processed carbs, meaning overly processed carbs. So, you know, no cookies, no crackers, no bagels, no donuts, no breads, no, you know, overly processed carbs, okay? Unlimited vegetables and a little bit of fruit. Let me say that's those four things. No refined sugar, 
no processed carbs, and I mean overly processed, unlimited vegetables, and a little fruit. All right? Here we go. I'm going to give you seven tips to boost your gut health. Here we go. Number one is eat foods with probiotics. Now, I know a lot of people will take a probiotic, especially, you know, obviously, if your doctor tells you to, great. But for myself personally, I try to get probiotics from food. Um, Unless I've had to do a round of antibiotics, then I might take probiotics for a month. Um, And I'll tell you right now, my favorite brand that I swear by and I always order all my vitamins from is Thorne, T-H-O-R-N-E. They're amazing. Um, I highly recommend them. Really top quality stuff. Um, But your body always processes things better from food. So unless you have a reason to take a probiotic or maybe, like I said, you just got off of some antibiotics, consider just adding more foods with probiotics to your life. So the first one is plain yogurt. I really recommend Greek yogurt It's because it's also really high in protein, uh, but great source of probiotics. Kefir, sauerkraut, tempeh, kimchi, miso, pickles. But here's the deal with the pickles. They need to be fermented with salt, not vinegar. So make sure you're checking the labels. Um, Traditional buttermilk, cottage cheese. And then also, so that's probiotics. And then now we need to eat the high fiber foods to feed that healthy gut, all right? So those first foods were the probiotics foods to help support and maintain or build more healthy bacteria. Now here's the prebiotics that's going to feed that healthy gut bacteria. So they're going to be fiber-rich foods. So we want to eat vegetables that are high in fiber. Low sugar fruits, especially berries and avocados, loads of fiber. Beans and legumes, I always say lentils and black beans, they're great. Nuts and seeds, chia seeds, oats, dark chocolate. And you're welcome. All right, number three, we want to limit or avoid artificial sweeteners. Not good for that that gut bacteria at all. Number four, get spicy. And when I say get spicy, I don't mean like necessarily hot spicy. These five spices are fantastic for your gut health. Cayenne pepper, yes, I know that's spicy. That's going to be the only one in this list that's actually spicy. Cayenne pepper, ginger, cinnamon, oregano, and turmeric. I I put cinnamon in everything I possibly can. Goes in my coffee every morning. Okay, number five, and this one might sound a little weird, Brush and floss your teeth regularly. Why? Studies at Cornell University and in Sweden have found that bacteria from your mouth can get into your stomach and cause problems. All right, next tip. Exercise can change the composition of your gut microbiome for the better. So just try to get in some more movement. 
right? You know, you don't got to go crazy. You don't got to go join a gym, but maybe, you know, we're going to start taking some walks and get a little more movement in. And then the last tip, and this is so incredibly important, is manage your stress, okay? Show that Zen monkey some love because too much stress can wreak havoc on your gut and digestion. Remember, stress can cause leaky gut, we just talked about. If you think you have leaky gut or you're having consistent digestive type issues, then you may want to see a gastroenterologist, okay? So the big takeaway here today, you know, things that you can do, if you, if you think that this is an issue for you, and, and I mean, we should all be striving, I would say the big things is start trying to eat more probiotic foods. Like I mentioned, Greek yogurt, fantastic. Um, eat more fiber and really focus on your stress. Like those are the big things I would recommend. Okay, so there you go. Gut health. Um, I hope you learned something really helpful today. Hey, and remember, if you're getting something out of this podcast, if you could leave me a rating or a review, that was so helpful. Or even share, you know, this episode with somebody that you think might, might really learn from it. But I love spending time with you. I'm so happy that, I, that I'm feeling better. Um, and yeah, I guess I'll just talk to you next week. Don't forget, if you ever have anything you want to hear about, you can always shoot me an email. It's down in the show notes. All right, sweet rever, I will talk to you next week. Bye for now.